Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Samia Munchal. She is an Indian-American whose journey to social entrepreneurship began with her mother in India, who as a child ended up living in extreme poverty during the partition. When Samia's family migrated to the U.S., they were met with a new experience of racism and systematic economic challenges. These experiences created in Samia a burning desire to work for the economic empowerment of the disenfranchised and youth education. Today, she leads several social enterprises, which include CPA for the People, a financial firm with the Social Change Edge, Youthful Savings, an edutech firm that creates innovative learning projects for youth, Audacious Endeavors, an artist agency that utilizes art to advocate for social change, and the Youthful Savings Foundation, which is a nonprofit arm that produces or provides youth scholarships. She's also just released a book called Audacious, um, Audacious Endeavors, and we're going to talk about that today. So welcome, Sonia. Wonderful to have you here. Thank you for having me. Okay. So tell me a little bit to, to start with. Um, you've just released this book called Audacious Endeavors. Uh, tell me why you did that and kind of what the purpose of the book is. Yeah. So I wrote the book about – it took me about a year to get it all done, um, but it was really to talk about the journey that I had starting Youthful Savings, which wasn't easy at all. And But I got through it, and, you know, it's a company that exists, and it's, it's doing, I hope, a lot of good. And so I wanted to share my story with other people that might be in a similar space as me, understanding that there's so much going on in the world, and they might feel a little helpless. Um, so I wanted to give them the tools to actively participate, not only in their lives, but in the way that their lives can affect the community. And so for me, I think that socially driven, social impact businesses that work on a model of people, planet, profit can really be the change. It's hard work uh, because, yeah, it's, just a, it's a different way of operating um, a for-profit business with a strong mission, but I personally think it's the change. I like that. So talk a little about people, planet, profit, because I think we too often see profit, people, maybe planet. <laughs> yeah, So 100%. how does that work? And, and, and obviously you have to be sustainable in the, not just the right. sustainable term environment, but you have to be sustainable financially. So how does that work? Correct. Well, so if you, if you do a deep dive on my background, I worked in very profitable, not caring about the planet businesses, <laughs> um, and definitely not necessarily caring about people unless they were going to contribute to Wall Street metrics. Um, right. So I just saw a lot of institutionalized corruption, and I actually uh, whistleblew on a Fortune 500 company when I got started with useful savings in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. So um, luckily, with a finance background, the whole mentality of creating profit didn't wasn't so foreign to me. It was just okay. like, if you're going to create profit, what's the cost of that, and how do we make that cost not be a huge cost to both people and the planet? So... For me, like, I see, I see this planet that a lot of animals live on, and then I see us humans, and I don't know if we necessarily contribute positively to a planet that had, I think, a bunch of animals before us. Right. Um, so for me, 
Um, it just makes sense to manage the human emotion a little bit better um, and understand how to manage our dark sides a little bit better. So for me, concentrating on the youth makes a huge difference. And now as useful savings and other companies have grown, I'm just really involved in the details of people management um, because yep. that can make or break a business. Um, and then as an accountant, as a CPA, I'm obviously very involved in the books of everything as well. So, um, yeah, I think that if you don't if you don't manage people correctly, then you're definitely going to lose the value-driven side of things. Absolutely. Um, that's where the people comes. The profit is just necessary because I've spent a lot of time thinking that not-for-profit was a way to create change, but I just don't see that as being enough, quite frankly. Um, and I think that if you can do people plan a profit, I think it works better to do social good um, challenges in life. And the planet is just important. I think there was just an article or a, a thing that came out that, you know, in 2040, we may not have a planet. <laughs> so I don't know. Scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know when I lived in D.C., I unfortunately had many situations with the State Department people talking to me about what was happening at bars, um, you know, getting drunk and kind of telling me what actually went down. And mm. I just think that we have a bigger issue happening on this planet with oil and water and what our resources are. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now is not only running my businesses, but also going to like high level councils and meetings to try to see if there's anything that we can do to create some policy change on a bigger level. Um, I think that's where the next phase of my career is headed. Excellent. That's wonderful that you're doing that because you're right. It, it's very frightening and particularly with um, people who, who don't want to hear what they don't want to hear. And if we put our heads well, down, it will go away, <laughs> which isn't the case. It, it, it's really, for me, it's conscious transacting. So we as people can create immense amount of change if we consciously transact. And mm -hmm. I think it's when you're in a corporation, understand how you as a cog are creating something that could be good or something that could be bad. So we just have to have, I think, a values-driven society um, when you have something as big as the planet suffering. So I just think there's a lot of institutionalized corruption that's happening on the government level and then the corporations that then buy the government. So for me, with specifically with Youthful Savings Foundation, it's like how do we make micro-investments into the youth so that they can then create better creations slash businesses. Great. So you give us a lot of tools in your book, Audacious Endeavor. Mm -hmm. Tell us about some of the tools that you present to build a more socially conscious business. Yeah, so we do a lot of self-reflection exercises, so really understanding, giving them some knowledge about what the economy is and how it how it functions, right, like what the GDP is and how you contribute to the GDP, helping them understand how debt operates because, unfortunately, a lot of people get into debt, and that then takes away their freedom to create new businesses, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then it's just like a, a deep calling for what it is that, maybe makes you, I'm going to use the word anger, like what what angers you about the world right. and how can we utilize that anger into something positive? Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm personally somebody that gets a little angry when I right. um, see things that maybe aren't within my values. But the number one thing that I always recommend with any of the stuff I do, but specifically with this book, is really understanding what it is that you value in life and how do you stick to those values and how do you transact with those values. 
So do you actually help us in the book kind of figure out what those values are? Do, or do, you, do yeah, you people know do. what they are, or do they need help? No, they don't. I mean, I think values for us means what is it that gets you going in the morning, right? And what right. is it that brings me value? What makes me happy? Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, you know, we we live with our values at Useful Savings, and that came about at a time where I felt like I wasn't making good decisions. And right. so, um, and I had unfortunately like hired somebody at my company that I believed in a lot, and we he'd kind of done some things that weren't in line with why you got started. Um, and so I had to, I was like a plane ride back to New York where I was like, man, I really need to be really clear on what the mission is of what we do and what are those standards that we must live on. And so our values came about during a time of failure, honestly, that I made. And so um, our eight core values are accountability, be yourself, education, human spirit, con- contribution, compassion, collaboration, and a servant attitude. And so those eight things that I came up with are things that, like, every decision that we make, every new hire that we take on, we, we really look at carefully. Love it. Love it. That's wonderful. Uh, and I really do think that knowing those things helps you kind of sort out who are the right people to be there and who the right people to right. turn away. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And people are just really important, you know. They're very, very important. They're, and so I think that we've really got to – we've had so many people on this planet right now. And so – understanding how to get along better, I think, is, is yep. a good step. But also um, really celebrating each person's value is also really mm-hmm. important. And so that's really what this book is about, too, is, like, really celebrating, like, what I like to call, like, your soul, your essence of who you really are, and, and bringing that to fruition. That's great. So tell me a little about how you got here, your journey to social entrepreneurship. I talked a little bit in the beginning about your family's experience in India and mm-hmm. the U.S., how has that influenced what your work is? Well, the good thing is, is when you have a mom that came from nothing and then, you know, was able to build wealth alongside with my dad, it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have this nothing to lose, everything to gain mentality. Yeah. Um, and I, I sort of just took that on as well. So when I got fired for whistleblowing and, like, didn't have any money, it was just a fresh start. So for me, social entrepreneurship was just like, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. And I was fortunate enough to have a family that supports that sort of mentality because there are people that kind of came from nothing and built something. So I obviously had had it a little bit better because I was able to get educated and had like a roof and food to eat in America because of how hard my parents worked. But I just don't give up. Like that's really the secret. If you have such a strong mission and you're lucky enough to be supported um, on an emotional level by your family, then kind of just keep going so for me the secret and what keeps me going is just like don't give up um and just i just have a few, i just really believe social entrepreneurship and social endeavors and, and socially good businesses are the future if you want to have an earth and that, that's great and i think that that's really important that we that we see some of that but beyond just social entrepreneurship you're really focusing on youth development so tell mm-hmm. me why you think that's so important to really drive economic change I think adults mess up children. <laughs> so <laughs> if we don't fix ourselves on a daily basis, there's some child, whether you have your own or someone that's looking at you, that is either going to repeat your mistakes or possibly make it worse. And okay. it frustrates me to be an American, quite frankly. Um, it frustrates me that we have a very 
small number of role models that I value um, and that, that take up so much space in our media. So I just am really passionate about not messing up the children. So every day that I can impact a child to be the best versions of themselves and I can do something to make myself better is a good day. Um, but there are really good people that I've met, and so I'm excited about that. But I, I'm concerned about, particularly right now, how the media is affecting the children, how social media is affecting the children, mm-hmm. and how little conversation, how little time for conversation and youth development we make at both the school level and I think at the family level. Um, unfortunately, I think kids are being raised by, like, keeping up with the Kardashians. Um, yeah, you know, or, oh, man. Yeah. Or, yeah, and that's that's such a big – the reality television is kind of what created Trump, and so it's such a big thing. And so for me, if there's an opportunity for me to go into a classroom or be a part of an organization that's helping youth, like, I will make time for that. And I'm fortunate enough to um, be a CPA, so it sort of allows me to make money so that I can make that time for things that maybe won't pay me. But there's nothing more important to me than than the children, because otherwise I just think, what's the point of being a good adult? And that's great, because you you do bring this financial background with the social engineering and and the mm-hmm. you know the move to justice. So it's a good combination from a marketing perspective, because uh, you know we're talking to marketers here. What right. can we do as marketers to be more effective? Because obviously we're trying to sell product and and build brand mm-hmm. and, and grow profit, but we can't mm-hmm. lose the people on the planet too. So what recommendations do you have for marketers to try and make this more holistic, I guess, in terms of not leaving some things behind? I think being honest in marketing is the most important thing. I'm going to be super honest with you. I'm a horrible marketer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just do, right? I just keep going, and I don't spend a whole lot of time promoting. Um, I'd rather – because I just think the promoting takes away from the doing a little bit. So mm-hmm. I know that in this phase of my career and in the phase of our companies, like, it is really time to market a little bit more, which is why I'm here right now. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm just not a very good marketer. But if there's one thing that I could ask as somebody that sort of questions the role of marketing in businesses is just can you be honest, like, you know, and making sure that there isn't, like, a cognitive dissonance between how you present a brand or a person and who they really are because that's really frustrating and that's a great way to lose trust with the kids. And me, you know, I, I'm just somebody that right. like, always, always going to take the youth perspective because I'm just like a disgruntled teenager at heart. You know? <laughs> so, um, you know, and I just think that, you know, I think if marketing was just real, like that would be helpful. Um, and, you know, we live in this like social media role where like somebody might have 300,000 followers, but it's like how much of that is actually real, you know? And like right. how much of that you care about, about yeah. Yeah, and how many that they present themselves, well, oh, my God, I have this yacht. Like, do you actually own this yacht, or is this just, like, you pretending like you own it? How does that make a kid feel that maybe doesn't have a yacht? You know what I mean? Like, things right, like right. that get me really frustrated with my generation personally, and I just think we're living in a, in a world where perception versus reality has a huge gap in it, and I think it's marketing's job to kind of bring that together. Got it. And yet we, we also live in a world where if you say something that's not real, somebody will call you on it because they'll they'll take a video like or they'll though. show social media. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this, that, both sides a, Yeah, 100%. We talk about that in the book, actually, about how we are, like, the age of transparency, and you can always just Google somebody. Um, and, yeah, so that, that you're absolutely right. There is that side, which is great. So you have so many different things going on because you've got the book you just released. You've got CPA, CPA for the People, Youthful Savings. Audacious Endeavors, Youthful Savings Foundation. How do you juggle all of this? I mean, what what is your 
secret to kind of getting through the day and juggling all this? Really passionate. <laughs> um, really great team building. So knock on wood, that that is the most important thing, like building good teams, which is constantly being tested, right? And so, I, yep. you know, I really have to work on um, being the best version of myself, which isn't always the easiest thing in the world. Um, but focusing on on oh, getting space for other people to create and then just making sure that the creations that they're building to contribute to the companies are still in line with our values. Like, that's sort of where I'm at. Um, but yeah, though, other than that, I just, I wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and I go to bed at around 10 and I'm just really passionate between 4.30 a.m. and 10 p.m. You, to me, you got to be really passionate to get up at 4.30 a.m., so I give you credit yeah, for that. Yeah, I like it, though. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's like the most beautiful thing to wake up and, and see the planet kind of waking up to, you know, I just, it's just beautiful. Great. We're talking with Samya Munjal. She's a entrepreneur who has just released a book called Audacious Endeavors. So tell you, Samya, I mean, this is fascinating. We could talk for hours, but if we, if you were to just give one or perhaps two um, hints to, to someone who says, gee, this sounds great. How do I become more socially conscious? I'm working in an organization. We do have to keep profits going and, and you know, and feed mm-hmm. the people, et cetera. Uh, what do we need to do? Where should we start? What would you recommend? I think that we live in a world where you make money through people. So mm-hmm. as long as you can continue to create good products and good services that are in line with how to help people will be good. And I think the best way to be the best version of yourself is to really appreciate who you are at your core and at your soul. That's great advice. Wonderful. If people wanted to find out more about you and what you do, where should they go? My website's actually the best. Um, I stay away from social media, so you won't find me there. <laughs> okay. But uh, we have a team that manages my website and the people that contact us. So somiamunjal.com um, is the best place. That's also where the events are. Uh, we'll, we're doing a bunch of events for a lot of our companies, and so you can see more information about that. And if you ever want to participate in our events or join our events, you can contact us as well. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we've been talking again pleasure. with Sonia Munjal. She, she is the author of Audacious Endeavors and the founder of a number of entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, social entrepreneurial uh, sites and, and, uh, and endeavors. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Okay. This is Linda Popke. Until next time, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership. Brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.